we, uh, as a district, uh, about a year ago, uh, the coalition was seeking some additional um, uh, school districts to represent uh, plaintiffs, uh, you know, sign on as actual uh, members of the litigation. Um, we had originally signed up to be part of the litigation when it came out, just uh, as kind of a supporting school, but uh, they were seeking more uh, help. And we sat down as a district and discussed it, you know, with our board and our administrative team. And, you know, we, they, we all felt very strongly that the only way to change the system was through litigation. Unfortunately, it wasn't going to come through legislation. And um, so we decided at that point that we would become uh, one of the plaintiff districts. Um, and when the Ed Choice expansion went into place, uh, we went from having zero students eligible to now there are about 62 students, which equates to about $360,000 a year. Now, one of the interesting points that Sarah made to me when I was talking with her um, was that she said, you know, the state of Ohio provides X amount of funding per student to have them be in the public schools. But when it comes to this voucher program, actually, it costs twice as much or more to send somebody to a private school. And so the state takes more money out to fund that, which I thought was really interesting. It didn't seem fair to me. What do you think? I, I would agree 100%. Um, you know, we are, our formula has a uh, factor that is applied at the very end. It's called the state share index. Um, so it kind of is a measure of how, um, how much ability a school district has to um, pay at a local level. And so when the money comes, you know, after everything gets done in the formula and the money is going to come to it, that state share index gets applied. When the money gets sent out on the EdChoice scholarship, there is no um, uh, state share index that changes. So the way the money was flowing into us, you know, being reduced by the state share index, it goes out at the full amount. So as we wrap up this morning, I wonder if you could tell us, uh, it, are the Barberton City Schools at all considering uh, any new tax levies to support schools and kind of what's the history of uh, voters there supporting the schools with tax levies? Well, the history has been the Barberton, the, the citizens of Barberton have been very generous and they've always supported the school district. Uh, back in 2019, uh, the district actually um, did what was called a substitute levy and combined two emergency levies uh, that were on five-year um, voting cycles, and they combined them into one that was on a 10-year cycle. So they used to have to vote on a fairly regular basis on uh, each of those five-year levies, and now with that passing in 2019, we will not have to renew that uh, until 2029. Yeah, well, the reason why I mentioned that is because, of course, if you keep getting money, you know, taken out, and it seems like you're getting, you know, hit pretty hard with this Ed Choice, you might have to go back on the voters then and ask them for more money at some point. Well, right now we're in a pretty decent financial shape, and, um, you know, that is something that we continue to monitor uh, on a regular basis. You know, we do our five-year forecast uh, twice yearly. So we're always constantly looking at where our financial position is. And I will say that right now in the near future, we're not planning on any having to go back to the voters for any new tax levy.